Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Assassination plot. Ben Stiller. Oh! 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 Owen Wilson. Yeah! Will Ferrell. They're breakdance fighting. Christine Taylor. When I was in seventh grade, I became bulimic. You can read minds. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch old movies and see how they hold up in a modern light today, right now, Blaine. <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that. With me, as always, is Blaine. Uh, yes, Blaine. And uh, today we have a special guest. It is Graham Isidore returning. Hi, how's everybody doing? Graham is a writer and theater performer and all-around sort of storyteller. Uh, yep, that's the three things I am. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a show right now, right? I do, uh, but by the time this comes out, it will be over. Yeah. Um, uh, well, sorry we didn't would... get you in for the promotional slot. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it's okay, we're doing all right. Next time you do the podcast rounds, though, we'll get you first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Graham also writes for Vice, and he's been doing some really great articles there. There was the one about the, um, what was the, the Michael Rubenfeld one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Rubenfeld wants to be Poland's luckiest Jew <laughs> because there's a practice in Poland where they put pictures of Hasidic looking people holding coins on the wall. And when Michael, who is a Canadian, went over to Poland, he was like, that's super messed up in a lot of different ways. So the way that he decided to, to rectify that was by dressing up as a super Hasid and having pictures of him holding a gold coin. And now he sells them on the street. Wow. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was a really interesting article. Yeah, I'll have to read that. But also, like, you know, gets, like, the nice combination of performance and racism and... <laughs> yeah, it's great. My uh, my editors really love when I write about performance art. That's, that's, that's their favorite topic. <laughs> well, the fact topic. that you can write about performance art in, uh, I have on a to, website. I have to beg to talk about theater there, man. It's crazy. They're just like, <laughs> why? Nobody clicks it. Nobody cares. And I was just like, yeah, but my degree, though. Well, today we're not here to talk about some boring old long day's journey into night or something like that. We're here to talk about Zoolander, the 2001 comedy film by Ben Stiller. But before we get into that, we want to thank our Patreons. Those are the people who support us by giving us one, three, five dollars a month, really any amount that you want. And that helps us keep the podcast going and get the word out and it pays for our high fashion duds. <laughs> yeah. All what are you wearing today? Flannels in the room. <laughs> uh, Derek Zoolander's classes I take, and they're very they're very expensive. Can can you show the audience your look? Yeah, this is it. It's pretty good. Ooh. Yeah, right. What do you call that? Pop uh, and lock. <laughs> Shake and bake. I think. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. No. Yeah. I stole it from another movie. <laughs> yeah. Mine's a little more pop and fresh, but you know. <laughs> and we also want to mention. We should mention because it kind of ties in actually that we are presenting a screening of the movie. The Cable Guy on August 29th at the Royal in Toronto. At 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Yeah. We're going to do a little bit of a pre-show. We're going to show the movie. We'll do a little bit of post-show. Mm-hmm. It'll be a lot of fun. Rob's going to do a fashion walk? I will try or I, I can either do a fashion <laughs> walk or I can install somebody's cable. One okay. of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's one one's more appropriate for sure. But this movie, The Cable Guy, and the movie that we're talking about today, Zoolander, are both directed by the same guy. Ben Stiller. Zoolander. Oh, Ben Stiller. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. Zoolander. Not a not a real sort of interesting. Okay. Though he wouldn't I'm be the first fashion it. person to go into films. Tom yeah. Ford, who is in this movie, 
True. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. So, Grant, this was your pick. What is your what was your history with Zoolander? Why did you pick this movie? It's one of those things I saw kind of as a little kid, and I don't think I entirely understood it, but would laugh along anyways because it, it seemed cool the entire time. I think mm-hmm. I saw it was maybe, you know, 12 or 13 or something. Okay. And then I have rewatched it every single time that's been on, like, cable TV, and I've been visiting my parents back at home. Wow. Yeah. It's, so it's like a comfortable place for you. Yeah, it's one of those things that comes on in the background, and you just, like, it, it stays there the whole time. Wow. Yeah, we, we had that thought like early on in this podcast, like in the first couple of years, that Shawshank Redemption was one of those movies that like if it came on TV, you wouldn't turn it off. Yeah, I mean, Shawshank Redemption and Zoolander are, are really in the same place. But your Shawshank is Zoolander, is yeah. what you're saying. Um, right. <laughs> that's... Derek Zoolander was a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. Just Owen Wilson narrating. <laughs> Derek Zoolander was a friend of mine. Uh, man. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> what about you, Blaine? When did you first see this film? You're a big Ben Stiller fan, as we talked about on the Mystery oh, Men podcast. Oh, I love Ben Stiller. I did a lot of research about this movie, and more more about Ben Stiller. I went, I read articles about Ben Stiller. I okay. looked into his background. I saw early. You looked into his background. What yeah. you like hired a private eye? They to, followed like, him around for a bit. His garbage. Yeah, just <laughs> re, re, reassembles. Rostarsky and Hutch too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's read one Wikipedia article and then another Wikipedia article <laughs> yeah, right exactly. after. That's what know, I did. That was my dive. digging. That was my digging. You know, I saw early interviews of him, and and I really tried to analyze why I hate Ben Stiller. Okay, and and maybe like like him through this search. Okay, so let's get to the truth that you discovered. I still don't like Ben Stiller. Oh, I still really, he gets me, man. He gets you? He gets to me, sorry. No, I think he gets you. <laughs> you see too much of Ben Stiller in yourself. Oh you my God. You look in the mirror. That is a nightmare. Yeah. And it's like Reality Bites is looking back at you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. This is the therapist couch. We could get into that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just still, I still don't like him. But the kind of genesis of this movie is really interesting and I do like this movie. I think this movie is really funny. I'm glad you chose it, Graham. I was um, very surprised you guys had not done it already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one and it has like kind of like a sad story around it. Like it's 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 coming uh it's release. So, yeah, we'll get into all that later. Did Ben Stiller die? <laughs> ah, I shouldn't have like crossed my fingers <laughs> on the microphone. No one can see that, right? I just I really like this when it was in theaters and every time, yeah, it does come on TV. There's so many jokes in this that I laugh at out loud. And so, it's kind sorry, of, let me get this straight. Yeah. You like this movie I when do. you first saw it in the theaters. Yeah. But you despise Ben Stiller. Yeah. I don't understand. What's, there's like a cognitive dissonance. It's, it's true. Holding two things that are true in my head at the same time. Wow. Yeah, it's like F. Scott Fitzgerald in here. No, I, I, I do. I like it. It's like we got like Eugene O'Neill, <laughs> F. Scott Fitzgerald. This is a very intellectual podcast. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. That's what rewatchability is known for. Yeah, Not the dick content. jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I did like it. What about you, Rob? Did you like this movie when it first came out? I didn't see it till a little bit later, and I remember watching it one summer night. I think oh, it would have been... Paint the picture for us, please. Just yeah. after high school, or the first summer after university. Yeah. We went swimming. It was a cold night. Who's we? Me, my then-girlfriend. Okay. And then we came back. You we went, went night swimming? Night swimming. Oh, that's beautiful. And uh, then we rented a movie. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and that movie just to was ruin the moment. Zoolander. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. And were there other options? How long do you spend in the store? Yeah. Well, I probably spent too much time in the store. I sort of have like a problem being decisive about things, and there probably weren't too many options because, like, Northern Ontario video stores, it right. was like fourteen Charlie Sheen action movies from the eighties, and then like one yeah. contemporary comedy. So we we rented Zoolander, and I have to say that I was not a fan. I didn't huh. didn't like it. I didn't. Did you not like it because of what it did to your night? I, I, I mean, just, like, night swimming in, like, the summer in northern Ontario, like, under the stars with a new love. That sounds really beautiful. To, uh, but if it had been a – if the movie had worked the way that it was supposed to work, it's a funny movie. A funny movie, you know, gets people light sexy, and giddy. Yeah, you know? gets people all, the all in the mood. falling off. Yeah, we got different moves, my friend. <laughs> well, <laughs> someday it'll work. It's like, ooh, it's about models. <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel I feel bad for a lot of girls on first dates because the guys are like, oh, you have to watch this movie, and it's usually like fucking Die Hard or something, but you bring out Zoolander all mm-hmm. the time. I actually almost rewatched this with a date last night, <laughs> and I was like, do I present this as an option? 
because you I'm, can't do this to yourself again. I'm afraid it'll be like a dating diary or like a blog post. It'll be like that's the one where I'm like the horrible man. Like he asked me to watch Zoolander for his podcast because <laughs> right. he's talking about it with a guy who writes for Vice. What yeah. a dirtbag! Yeah. What yeah. an asshole! Yeah, <laughs> I mean it depends. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I've got no. I was trying to find a saving grace in there for myself, but it, it was really a little work. bit sad. But so I didn't. I didn't love this movie when I saw it, and I think it was because like it was a movie that really like, despite not being a huge hit when it came out, it was as you were alluding to. It was released like right after September 11th, so yeah. like just nobody was in the fucking mood, or maybe some people were in the mood for a little bit of levity, right? Eventually, but it wasn't a hit when it came out and eventually sort of permeated through the zeitgeist through like, you know, the catchphrases and like the characters and all of that stuff. And I kind of didn't like the people who really like this movie. Mm. Like it was one of those. It was sort like of like the person sitting across from you. <laughs> Sorry, Graham. <laughs> That's why I brought you on the podcast. That's okay. Uh, we're oh, gonna... But there was a period where Ben Stiller was like really ubiquitous, and he was doing like six movies a year, and like not all of them were very funny. So right. I think that like I was just sort of like not in the right place for this. Are you a guy who doesn't like Ben Stiller either? I like Ben Stiller. I appreciate what he does as a director and a writer and sometimes like a mopey actor. Okay. Like, you know, in yeah, the yeah. bomb box. Right. <laughs> as a Greenberg, you like him? Yeah. I did like Greenberg. Okay. But of course like, you did. they are, I mean, they are like. <laughs> so much judgment flung across. No, I got, I, I got, did. I'm you giving it back because I got. They're uh, totally <laughs> like, you know, it's the same manic pixie dream girl formula rerouted for like a 40 year old guy. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. But still very enjoyable. Okay. So yeah, do you want to run down this movie? Do you want to run down the plot? I'm gonna try. Okay. So then can we get into the 9/11 bit? Because that's really why I'm here. I just want. <laughs> oh, I was like, it always takes about yeah. like. I don't want to talk solid, about comedy. I want to talk about the darkness. Well, solid what... 15 minutes before I make any podcast, I'm on thoroughly depressing. It's the best. It's my mo. <laughs> okay, but, we'll set a stopwatch for this. Well, they actually out. had to like edit out the. I mean. The, Bensler made a decision to edit out the World Trade Center from like several shots in this film because yeah, Spider Man flung a web between it, and that was like the end of Spider Man too. Right, right. The, anyway. Yeah, they didn't do that. They, they didn't did. do that. They had to reshoot the ending. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Well, it was a real, it was a real conundrum at the well, time. Well, definitely yeah, like sure. funeral scene, like the funeral scene where he's all in white. When you're looking at the skyline, I'm like, there's no way that the Twin Towers wouldn't have been there. Yeah. Yeah. No, for like sure. Like when he's giving the you Google, you Google, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I'll, I don't know. What do you guys think about erasing the the trace like from the picture? That feels weird to me. I feel like we should probably get into the recap of the uh, episode or, yeah. or movie before I st- before like, you get into that. All right. Okay. Well, okay. people have something to look forward to <laughs> yeah. now too. All right. So it sort of opens with some news footage. Mm-hmm. From Malaysia, there's yeah. a new Malaysian prime minister, the and Malaysian he's guy, yeah. he's promising some big reforms. There's going to be no more sweatshops, no more underpaid labor, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you're an international fashion mogul, like like the the people in this secretive lair in the next scene. Yeah, and, and Mugatu, which is a really funny name. Yeah, it's, it's from Star name. Trek. It's from Star Trek. Yeah, oh, really? Ben Stiller is a huge Star Trek fan, and so Mugutu is was a fashion icon in Star Trek. I think he was like an ape type creature. Oh, okay, so the opposite of that. I yeah. really wish I could see your hands going right now. <laughs> <laughs> they go. They're very Donkey Kong. Yeah, very Donkey Kong. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm getting ready to kidnap a princess. Yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> and make her watch a Zoolander. <laughs> On this Please don't write a blog post about this. <laughs> yeah. But so they decide that they need to stop this at any any cost because you know if prices go up, you know yeah. who will are... buy their four thousand dollar belts? <laughs> exactly. Looking at you, Kanye. <laughs> So this is a movie about the fashion world, and like some of these shadowy people, I think are real fashion people. Yeah. Like we we can only assume on rewatchability because we have I I have no idea I I take it you have no idea I I bought this shirt from Walmart yeah okay sweet <laughs> it's Carl Lagerfeld for Walmart nice that's great <laughs> but one of them is Nora Dunn who's Seth Rogen's underage girlfriend's mom in Pineapple Express <laughs> six degrees of separation that's, that's right hey we go. did it every yeah. week we try to link up <laughs> this podcast with last week's podcast through one actor right <laughs> and that's how we did it this week. But so that's that's they show us like I mean I should say that this is a VH1 produced movie so it's very much like watching a VH1 special for the beginning you get all these scenes of like real celebrities and they're sort of talking about Zoolander this Derek Zoolander mm-hmm. like he's like he's an icon we got we got some of the biggest stars in Hollywood 
Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was uh, big at that time. Yeah. He was big at that time. Yeah, There's made- like a, a Natalie Portman oh, yeah, before she's, she's totally become Natalie Portman. And it's like it's it's kind of adorable. She looks, yeah, she's, she looks she's very really young. Funny, she yeah. was still pretty Natalie Portman at that point. She'd already yeah. been like the professional. Uh, I guess she three had, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, yeah. She, she had already done the Star Wars. I don't know. She looks much younger is mm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because that's how time works. <laughs> 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 that a person who was. They did the math you know, on rewatching did, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No Benjamin Button disease no. in no, Zoolander. Her, yeah. And then, sadly, we, we see Donald Trump in this movie right then. Which, yeah. Which kind of, it kind of, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I know. Right. Yeah. How do we even like? Uh, I felt like the whole. I felt my whole world stopping when I saw that guy on screen because it made me think. Like, so, t- so time doesn't work the way you thought it was. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it, was, it does stop at times. Yeah. 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 It, well, it made me think. Like, <laughs> is this movie complicit in oh, everything that's happening it's right not now? Complicit. Yeah. No. This is like this is like Ben Stiller like tossing his hair. Yeah. No, I yeah. think what the they twin were tra- towers are gone. <laughs> Donald Trump is there. Oh, it's it, the shadow government was putting yeah. this all up from the start. I mean, Carl did... Lagerfeld, Nora Dunn, they yeah. were all playing. They're, they're all there. Oh, they're God. all there right at the beginning. It's Rob's the bringing out the yarn and the text. I mean, it's like... I'm gonna bring out our next guest, Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, we want our podcast to go up somewhere. Yeah, hey. uh, <laughs> we can't. I was, yeah. trying, I, know, I was trying to do a QAnon riff. No, 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 don't. Like, no, please don't. No, no not on no, our butt. No, right. <laughs> no well, dog uh, whistling on this, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, God. No, I'm not just saying. I'm, super <laughs> not, just saying. I'm not just saying at all. No, of course it's not complicit. Rob. Um, this is this. They're trying to lampoon the right. celebrity culture, right? And so That's true. they they go right for Donald Trump because he is the celebrity culture, right? He's like the, he's something to be lampooned. So there, there's one little snippet that I don't think would mean anything except for me, but I. Love that part so much. There's a one of the reporters who asks a question is a writer called Jerry Stahl, right? Who yeah. is like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite writers. He wrote a book called Permanent Midnight that Ben Stiller was in the film adaptation. Oh, of. right. Um, and I was just like, is that Jerry Stahl? And then was I like was a heroin like, addict. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Elf. Yeah, and a bunch of Elf. But yeah. like Permanent Midnight is one of my favorite books. How's the movie? Uh, it's not very good, <laughs> but like no, I saw uh, a clip from the movie, uh, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't really work. But um, the book is very very good, and I was just like, oh, it's a little little tidbit just for yeah, just for me there. Just it was for great. Jerry Stahl fans. Well, this movie's I, loaded with like people. Yeah, yeah. No, Fred true. Durst. Yes. Yeah, Fred yeah, Durst is there. He's in there. Lance Bass. Those are all yeah. the famous people that are in this movie. Those are those the two. biggest musical icons in this film. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> other. In icons. fairness, those dudes were super huge at the time. For sure. Like yeah. that would have been a get. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out who would be like the equivalent of the the Fred Durst and Lance Bass of today. Post Malone. Post Malone probably <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. Ariana Gr- Everyone that was in Zoolander too, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Probably. Yeah. But it's the VH1 Fashion Awards, and Derek Zoolander is the three-time VH1 Fashion Award Male Model of the Year, mm-hmm. and it's sure to be his fourth year, except for there's some hat trick. Yeah. Hat trick is three. I don't understand hockey. Well. Yeah. You don't understand modeling either. <laughs> That's fair. But he his, he's being threatened by this young up-and-comer named Hansel. He's so hot right now. He's Hansel. so hot right now. Played by <laughs> Owen Wilson. And he must be doing like a Matthew McConaughey impression because his yeah. first three words are, all right, all right, all right. And he's not wearing a shirt. He's Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely doing Matthew McConaughey. But it's just hard to tell because Owen Wilson and Matthew McConaughey are like a hair apart. <laughs> Yeah, like that same exact hair apart. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. oh, question: There was when I was rewatching this movie, and when I was thinking about things, people were. I, I looked up some articles, and they're having a debate whether Owen Wilson was attractive. Do you guys think Owen Wilson is attractive? Yeah. Is he a handsome dude? Yeah. I mean, he has a weird looking nose, but I don't think that should disqualify him. I think he has it's a like lot the of charisma. imperfections that make someone attractive. You know, I really like Owen Wilson. I think he is like. A really talented guy. Yeah. He helped write the best two um, fucking... Wes Anderson movies? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were very good. And he was very good in it. He's yeah. really good in things. And yeah. sometimes he's Shanghai sad. Nights. Wait, yeah. he wrote what? Bottle Rocket and what was the other one? No, I think he wrote Rushmore and Tenenbaums. Oh, I yeah, thought he, he was involved with Bottle Rocket for some reason. I think he was in it. He was yeah. in it with his brother. Yeah. Oh, he might have helped write it because, like, all of the Wilsons. But yeah, know. but Rushmore <laughs> and Ten Bombs, like, those are the two. Oh, they're the yeah. two best. Yeah, yeah. I think anyway. I fucking love Ten Bombs yeah. so yeah. much. Yeah. And Ben Stiller's great in Ten Bombs too. Yeah, true. Yeah. 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 See. All right. All right. Okay. I'm so sorry. This, this is so hot right now, Hansel. Let's get back to it. He. <laughs> 
So he has like he has like the most he has like a moment at this award show. They read the nominations. Yeah. They read out the winner. It's Hansel. He doesn't hear it. He gets up to accept the award. Yeah. Because he's so sure. He's so sure. And Lenny Kravitz gives it to him. Yeah. (laughs) From The Hunger Games. Famous actor Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) From from that one movie, The Hunger Games. He's got staying power, Lenny Kravitz. I know. He has stuck around. Yeah. American woman to The Hunger Games. I would, I I mean, I don't know. We need to hear more Lenny Kravitz, except maybe not. That American Woman cover. No, no, maybe not. Maybe not anymore. What was the other big song that Lane Kravitz had? Are You Gonna Go My Way? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Oh, and... Uh, Baby, it ain't over till it's over. Oh, uh, I thought that was the Philosopher Kings, but I'm being proved wrong right now. It could be wrong. No, I'll I think you're right. <laughs> I, think, I think you're right. I think I'm wrong. Just edit in the, the actual song for your voice. <laughs> But he doesn't win the award, and it crushes him. It destroys him. Yeah. And it's a real existential crisis because here he is, this, like, male model who's getting a little old. Yeah. And this, like, What does he do with his life? Yeah. And he thinks, you know, he starts to question everything. Like, maybe there's more to life than being ridiculously good looking. But we discover there's not. No. Ultimately in this movie. So that's good. No. No. Uh, no. But he – this is weird because I don't remember him going home in the first part of the movie. But he goes home right away. Yeah. To see his, his dad, to coal mine. John Voigt. John Voigt. Judah Freelander is the youngest brother there. And I didn't oh, even yeah? recognize him. Yeah. yeah. He's the youngest guy. And I never recognize him. Yeah, Scrappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another guy. I don't know. John Voigt looks so much like Christopher Walken in this. He yeah, does. He really does with the I'm hair. I'm surprised sure. at like just with the pacing of this thing because I've seen this movie so many times, but it's been maybe a year or two where I was just like, oh, it's just like beat, 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 beat. In terms mm. of advancing plot. And I was kind of like, I appreciate that. It's pretty sure. quick. Yeah. But his dad is not proud of him. No. he He's embarrassed to see his son flopping around in a mermaid, sorry, merman costume That's maybe my for favorite, a beta. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite line maybe in this whole movie is, I, uh, is him trying to stick up for himself by saying, merman. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, 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 the, you're deader to me than your dead mother is, is also just like, yeah. like there's a, I've, I have forgotten that line and it just tickled, tickled my fancy yesterday. Why do we have to come back to this damn town? Wanted to make a new life for myself. I'm sorry I was born with this perfect bone structure. That my hair looks better done up with gel and mousse than hidden under a stupid hat with a light on it. All I ever wanted to do was make you proud of me, Pop. With what? Your male modeling? Prancing around in your underwear with your wiener hanging out for everyone to see? You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. Yeah, I like hear that, and like, like you know how you like walk through a bar and you hear snippets of bar conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I always hear that in in those spaces. <laughs> that one line, someone's using it. Trying, someone's trying to sneak it in as their own. Anyway, I love the scene where he goes into the mine too, and like yeah. you know tries his best to work. Yeah, yeah, and then there's like I don't know. I found that deeply it? relatable as a person who's pretty much bad at all like physical jobs. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, putting a little chunk of coal into yeah. the coal cart. I once did tours in a mine that used to be operational, and that was backbreaking labor. Wait, what? Wait, you, it was like a theatrical we, yeah, tour we, where you're like, I'm playing a miner. It's the year of ot six. <laughs> How old were you? Were you a this minor? is amazing. I was like, I was no, I was nineteen. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Yeah. Legally, not a minor. Not a, mi- th- not a minor. Now you can play a minor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. But uh, I'm still suffering from the silicosis. Oh wow! So. Is that black we, lung? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not escaping. We're not getting past this. Quick. Rob, how did you have that job? How did you get that job? What it was, was like it? A, it was like a you know heritage uh, history job. Right. And did you have like a wacky voice the whole time? Were you explaining things? I talk like this the whole time. <laughs> like my teeth are falling out. <laughs> and what was the story that you had to portray for yeah. the, the fine people going through the mine? Well, I would tell – there's this town where near where I'm from called Cobalt and I would tell all the people mm. how all the rich people from southern Ontario came and stole all the wealth from northern Ontario In the and left us with nothing. <laughs> oh. Well, that's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. But you did in a wacky voice so they felt okay about it. Yeah, it's it's funny. You can laugh at it. You're a terrible tourist. It works for Ben Stiller. Uh, yeah. the true. 
It's true. my whole career. <laughs> but so he has his like he has his rough patch, but he, he he tries to make the best of it. He like goes out with his four male model friends who he lives with in bunk beds. Yeah. I want his onesie so bad. That like penguin onesie that he has. That's awesome. Well, you could really probably great. order it online somewhere. Yeah, like probably at our like tea public store. I could probably <laughs> we'll put like, it up there for you guys. <laughs> sure. But they have like I the I don't know. The most absurd scene in the movie is where they get into the accidental gasoline fight. It's, and it's so great because it's like boiling a frog. Because you don't you, – like they're all like playing with each other and throwing things at each other. And that's, that's – the song is going on for so long. And then Jitterbug. They, yeah. And then they take the, the hose out and they start spraying each other down. You're like, well, that seems a bit much. It just – when I first saw it, I, I didn't know where it was – kind of going and then when they all died that was like so surprising <laughs> to me because uh, it was so happy up until that point so th- I, I love this movie for that, that there's still like so many weird surprises and, and directions it goes in yeah and the plot is so fucked for this movie like I think a, a comedy about a male model I don't think like assassinating a president it's, yeah it's, it's a great the Manchurian candidate direction is really <laughs> right. weird it's so weird but it works so well I mean it's it sort of works I mean I sort of like how it comes through with like a real world problem yeah you know and then mm. it, it like it does talk about that throughout the whole movie sure it but has, never addresses it well I mean I guess it's a comedy it's there yeah. right through it plus it has all these like fashion icons in the movie Billy Zane yeah I mean we'll get to that but you know <laughs> We'll get to it. Okay, okay. So Zoolander decides to retire from modeling. It's a, it's a, it's a big thing. He make, he can't even make the announcement right. He gets sort of interrupted. Yeah, at his eulogy. Yeah, yeah, at his eulogy. Yeah. So at the eulogy, he meets this intrepid reporter that's done this horrible hit piece on him. No, he doesn't meet the reporter at the eulogy. It's he's been so throughout this entire thing. He's been like he's been like dealing with this reporter who's like writing an article, and yeah. he's been like, "Graham, perhaps you have this experience. Like people are cooperating with you, and then you like turn into a hit piece." Yeah, I've done that more than one time. <laughs> <laughs> they were really angry. The piece you're gonna wa- uh, write on rewatchability is uh, yeah, gonna be pretty. True. No, yeah, yeah. rewatchability is a stupid podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. What a headline! <laughs> Yeah, but four hundred words by tomorrow on that. Artic- yeah. You don't usually write the headlines, do you? We don't get to. We don't get to write our headlines. Damn, it's not a thing. They. Uh, I was appreciative really? that they actually talk about that in this movie. Huh. Yeah, there's a little. Yeah, because she says like I didn't write that headline. Journalistic <laughs> note for everybody. Uh, but she's tracking down this weird model assassinations that have been happening. Yeah, she's doing like a total spotlight on this whole deal. <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, Ben Siller's having his pouty moments. Yeah. And he goes with her to meet her source, and her source is my favorite character in the whole piece is David Duchovny. Yeah. Who does a great job, and he's so understated. He doesn't do anything big. He's just David Duchovny. He's laid back. David Duchovny is amazing. I mean, he's only ever David Duchovny. Just thank God, like, you know, he was probably just in a particularly slovenly David Duchovny phase while they captured him. (laughs) Do you guys think, I was trying to think about this today, do you? The only other person I think who could play that particular role is Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu Reeves also oh, would have killed yeah, that. Oh, yeah. That's very true. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're that's right. That's an interesting yeah. choice. That, yeah. that would have been very funny. Or like Goldblum, but like today's Goldblum could probably do it. But like I think Keanu Reeves like within the hand model thing would have been also pretty cool. Yeah. But the company was excellent. Oh, yeah. Man. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Keanu with like the hand model thing too is because Keanu is like so attractive that yeah. him being a hand model would have been extra – yeah, extra fun on that. Yeah, yeah. it would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. He like Watergate's. He deep throats the whole, the whole what? sort of. Uh, it's a reference to a porn film. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Nixon stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, he he tells him like the whole Politics. sort of thing. Like, you think Zoolander's in trouble? <laughs> think again. What you stumbled upon goes way deeper than you could ever fathom. The fashion industry has been behind every major political assassination over the last two hundred years. Behind every hit, a card-carrying male model. Okay, that's impossible. Oh, yeah? Listen and learn, sweetness. Abe Lincoln wanted to abolish slavery, right? But who do you think made the powdered wigs and colored leg stockings worn by our country's early leaders? Who got to? Slaves, Derek. Oh. Who, who was, uh... What? Who was John Wilsbooth in this movie? He was James Marsden. He was James Marsden. It's funny. Uh, Oswald. Yeah. Not a model. Right. But the guys on the grassy knoll. 
models. That was funny, oh yeah. yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was good. The high fiving with shotguns on the grassy knoll, <laughs> like no one would have noticed that. Is <laughs> is very funny to me. Like in this breeder room, like film stock. That's very funny. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty so, good. And then yeah, Mugatu's kind of goons are firing at them. They have to escape. Yeah, the yeah. company bites it. Yeah, but good cameo. Yeah, great cameo. Yeah, and is that when they go to? They decide to like hide out at Owen Wilson's place. I think he gets brainwashed first, and then they by Mugatu. Right. Yeah. For the, his Dare Elite campaign. Yeah. And then they they have that whole, like, you know, Center for Ants yeah. thing, which is very funny. That's that, how he cons him back into being a model again. Yeah, exactly. Again, come out, he will help him by building his uh, Derek Zoolander's uh, school for kids who don't read good and also don't do other things good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's very well memorized. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. I've heard, like, the, what is this, a school for ants line a bazillion times, yeah. and I still laughed out loud when that came around. It's delivered so perfectly. It is delivered Like, well, it yeah. is a master class in comedy, that moment between Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell. Yeah, and Will Ferrell is so funny in this movie, too. Yeah. Although all the outtakes that I saw from this movie of Will Ferrell, he just, he just says the word hot over again. He's like, I'm, I'm so hot. Hansel's very hot. I, I don't know. I think his improv might have... That's why they're outtakes. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. I think it's also like Will Ferrell has the is the appropriate amount of him in this movie. Yeah, like I think it was enough. like it was. I really like him, and I always uh, when he's doing the cameos, I I crack up every time. But too much of him, and I get oversaturated. So having him sure. is just like just little packets throughout the movie was great. Yeah, yeah, light touches, and we'll get back to more of those light touches after <laughs> this break. Stop touching me, Rob. <laughs> it's lightly. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back. It's rewatchability. We're talking about Zoolander with Graham Isidore. We're at the part where he's been brainwashed. He's going to Manchurian Candidate, the prime minister of Malaysia. Yeah. And they've uncovered the plot. So all they can do is run and hide from Mugatu and his men. So he decides to go to the last place they would ever think to look, which is Hansel's mansion. <laughs> Like how you say Hansel in an accent, but Hansel didn't have an act. Like when they say, no- whenever they say it at the Hansel. VH1 Awards, it's like with an accent through a vocoder. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm trying to do the vocoder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sweet. Hansel, <laughs> so your hand right now. <laughs> Hansel. Yeah, we need you to do that through a fan. We also need a fan in here because <laughs> it's so hot. And uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, right now. And Sorry. it's like no, no, you had to do it. Oh, yeah. You had to yeah. do it. And this scene's a bit weird because uh, it ends in an orgy. Well, yeah. it's a, the orgy's in the middle. It's <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's pretty funny. It's I also like this plot point in the movie because I feel like another movie would have just had Hansel be the bad guy, and in this they kind of they kind of team up against Mugatu, yeah, and they overcome their their petty ways. That's true. Which and is it, great. It's great because Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller have great chemistry together. They do have great like, chemistry. Like, they're a really good sort of duo, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. They're like Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. They they might be <laughs> yeah. Starsky and Hutch, yeah. I like that. But, uh... <laughs> they're like those two guys from that Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that comment saying. <laughs> oh, it's those good friends. They're like those two guys from the Wes Anderson movie. Two peas in a Wes Anderson movie, yeah. yeah. But I sort of wonder, like, what has happened because I haven't seen them, like, together in a long time. If you see the Graham Norton show, you can find out. Wait, what? Yeah, so I watched all the interviews of Ben Stiller because I tried to like him. And he was in this one where they were talking about Tropic He's like, Thunder. I lost my patience with Owen Wilson. He's a silly man. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to work with him. No, he's Owen Wilson said that in Zoolander he would like 
he would freak out all the time. Not not Owen Wilson, uh, Ben Stiller. And he said that Ben Stiller would worry about everything so Owen Wilson wouldn't have to. And Ben Stiller said Owen Wilson didn't take his job seriously. And it was on the <laughs> Graham Norton show. And they were like kind of drinking and they were kind of trying to be funny about it, but totally real about it. Ouch. Uh, yeah, he said he, ca- he called him a dictator. He called him Mussolini. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because they shot Zoolander 2 in Italy. And so he was like, yeah, I think he was inspired by, by Rome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it was pretty funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. So I think that's why they don't work together anymore. No chance for Zoolander 3, huh? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Well, maybe he'll just write his character out like uh, he did to the uh, woman who plays uh, the reporter. Oh, yeah. He wrote he wrote his wife out for the Zoolander 2, right? Yeah, and we forgot to mention, I mean, we didn't mention that uh, the woman playing the reporter no, we didn't. is Ben Stiller's wife. Crazy. Yeah. He, like, I mean, this movie has, like, a lot of Ben Stiller's family and friends in it. Yeah, it doesn't have his mother, which is... No, his mother is in it. Oh, really? Yeah, she's Where? one of the protesters uh, at okay. the uh, VH1 That's Awards. Nice. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Does she throw the egg? She throws the egg. Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. The... the Worst thing is that Ben Stiller made his mom audition for it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we got a lot of really great egg throwers, mom. It's yeah. Tough competition. <laughs> Jerry Stiller's great in this, too. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Stiller's awesome. He is great. Like, I like that, like, old school, like, plus he, I just love him from Seinfeld. He's yeah, so... and he's, like, lampooning that Asian character so well and in the full yeah. tracksuit and so loud and egregious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. I like, but I think that they sort of gives this movie a nice feeling to it. Like, like a familiar thing going on yeah because i mean part of this movie like there's so many cameos and celebrities and sometimes in a movie like that it can seem like a little bit like showy or flashy Mm -hmm. but i have the feeling that like most of the people who are in this movie are people that ben stiller actually likes and enjoys in his life and paris hilton or maybe he does enjoy paris hilton maybe he has like deep intellectual conversations with her right and donald trump and yeah, Donald Trump. Yeah, I hope that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump's calling up Ben Stiller For to ask about advice? You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time he was like, "I'm going to build a wall," and Ben Stiller was like, "No, nah, sure, okay, okay, whatever you say." Yeah. <laughs> Do it cool, whatever. <laughs> Split up their families. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Then they go to the 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 derelict campaign fashion show yeah at the at the end of this and yeah, and this is a fashion show that is based off the clothing of homeless people right which like is something that has actually been done and that they're lampooning really? yeah and it seems like what i mean well between both surprised? rob and i right now <laughs> like it's just different versions we're, <laughs> right, okay. we're both wearing different versions of homeless people's clothes right now <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. yeah i actually uh, bought these from a homeless person yeah. <laughs> i never knew there was an actual that's crazy I mean, you know, I mean, fashion's always trying to be political. Well, I mean, I don't think it's trying to be exploitative, but it <laughs> okay. definitely does do that. But, Feels like it, yeah. You know, I think it, it's, it's probably trying to be like subversive, being like, can't this too be fashion, but in like a totally like clueless yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair. Crust punk chic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this is where he's going to be. I mean, they say triggered, but that means something else now. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're going to say his code word and he's going to uh, – or not say his code word. They're going to put on his code song, yeah. which is Relax, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Oh, and another weird thing. The fucking DJ with the like white guy dreadlocks who I assumed was just like a guy from Corn, Right, yeah. Is Justin Theroux. I know. He's, he's – I really like Justin Theroux. Who wrote Zoolander 2? Yeah, OK. That hurts. Uh, but he wrote Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And he helped write this movie. And he was in The Leftovers, which is like my favorite show. Leftovers is great. Yeah, he's so good in it, too. Yeah. It's kind of boring for me, guys, but that's OK. And we can agree to disagree. Yeah? yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting side eye real no, bad no, right just, now. How were his abs Did you, did you watch it till the end? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Carrie Coon's Wu-Tang tattoo. Come yeah, on. I know. That's pretty great. Yeah. It's amazing. So Owen Wilson's trying to get the files. Uh, he goes out to do his like stage walk. Yeah. And the song goes on. Owen Wilson breakdance fights with Justin Theroux. Yeah. And they're like both snatching at the crossfader. Yeah, you know, right. on yeah. one on one side, it's Frankie goes to Hollywood. On the other side, it's Rocket by Herbie Hancock. <laughs> I would have left it on Rocket. Yeah. Rocket's better. Or put on put on fucking uh, Watermelon Man. Put on Chameleon. <laughs> I love Herbie Hancock. OK. I didn't know. This is a secret thing. He's the best. All right. Sweet. There's a Bowie cameo earlier in this movie too, right? With yeah, the, on the yeah. It could have been Bowie. 
Well, yeah. I mean, he, he gave his his image to this movie, but not his music. He's right. like, that's where I draw the line, guys. I'm not going to give it to this well, movie. Well, they do play uh, Let's Dance. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I feel like fashion would have been an easy choice, but yeah. Mm. But I yeah, guess there's Amy turning in that, so we can't have it. <laughs> that was, I mean, as all of everybody out there knows, David Bowie has since passed away. Yeah. It was, like, kind of amazing to see him because I guess I'd forgotten about that. And, like, he's yeah. so, like, I don't know, he's just, like, doing his thing and having fun. And it's great to see David Bowie having fun because he's wow. a delightful man. All right, who's going to call this sucker? If nobody has any objections... I believe I might be of service. Now, this will be a straight walk-off. Old school rules. First model walks, second model duplicates, then elaborates. Okay, boys, let's go to work. Each before beauty coach, jeez. Whatever. And there's some cameos where I was kind of sad, like David Bowie, uh, also Gary Shandling has a cameo right oh, at the end yeah. here too and he's just like all the beautiful people and Gary Shandling's like giving him the gun I think the, the gun it's very funny the guy because originally Zoolander was sort of like written from a VH1 a music award sketch that they'd done and then they sort of like spun the character from there so I yeah. believe that the guy who co-wrote with Ben Stiller like those original sketches and uh, some of Zoolander w- worked on the Larry Sanders show. Drake Sather, yeah. He, yeah. he worked on the Larry Sanders show. And he's a really funny guy, Drake Sather. I, I like looked up his um, his stand-up, and he's very good. He reminds me a lot of Norm MacDonald. Really? Uh, and he was roommates with Norm MacDonald, so mm. that, that kind of that makes <laughs> that sense. That seems like too much for one house. Yeah. <laughs> I know, just like two laconic <laughs> men just, just saying, hey, you know, well, what about this now? Eh? Uh, yeah. Hitler! <laughs> no, no, Norm. Not liking the cut of his jib. <laughs> no, no, not that guy. Crinkly, shrinkly. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's very funny, but he came up with this idea with Ben Stiller. He uh, originated the Zoolander character. He did the ambi-turning. He did the, the Magnum look. He did everything like we know and love from this movie is kind of him. And uh, Ben Stiller gives him all the credit in the world during the press for Zoolander 2. And that's because uh, it's a sad, sad fact that this man killed himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, um, which a lot of comedians, you know, uh, are a lot of mental health issues in, in comedy. And, and this guy was no exception. And so Ben Stiller uh, delayed the release of Zoolander 2 to recut a lot of it to, to be like, well, I need to make this even more funny uh, because I, this is for him. That's nice. Uh, yeah. That's a decent thing to do. But then it turned out to be Zoolander 2, which, mm. you know, yeah. Well, I, I see, I never saw Zoolander 2. Did you? Yeah. I didn't watch it specifically because everybody said it was bad and I have such fond memories of the first one. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And, and movies like that can retroactively ruin a movie that you like. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, don't we also, like, say that that's kind of bullshit? It is kind of like, bullshit, for sure. I know. still love Zoolander, even though I don't like Zoolander 2. And you don't like Ben Stiller. And I don't like Ben Stiller. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Well, yeah, so they have their big thing. He doesn't assassinate the prime minister, mm-hmm. but everything works out all right. He <laughs> opens up the school for kids who don't read good and yeah. don't do other stuff good. Yeah, he has a little baby. Little baby Ben Stiller, like yeah. who also like has his his own first look. Yeah. And it's a nice, you know, Blue nice steel. little wrap up. And Jerry Stiller is teaching a class there, uh, which is very funny. But also in the outtakes, uh, David Duchovny is teaching a class there. I thought he died. I thought he died too, but apparently he survived. Wow. I know, mm. which is kind of nice. I, I, I kind of wanted him back in Zoolander too. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. What other cameo? Oh, yeah, fuck. Billy Zane. Billy Zane Billy is Zane. a great cameo. Billy yeah. Zane's amazing. <laughs> and I love like, I love how like the movie just calls out how ridiculous Billy Zane is. Just by being Billy Zane. But then they let him be Billy Zane to his zaniest. Yeah. He's he's not zany. He, he <laughs> That like that's, cocked eyebrow. Oh man. Well that's a little quit. zany. That's a little zany. Yeah, no, he's he's fun in this movie. All the cameos are great. I think this movie is kind of built on its cameos. You know, this movie features three actors from the Twin Peaks universe. So Oh, so maybe it's Bowie, Duchovny, Zane. Wow. Yeah. So maybe it's in the twi- Twin Peaks universe. I think it saying. is. Interesting. I do want to see like a Lynch and uh, David Lynch should direct <laughs> Zoolander 2. That's how they should have done things. Right. That would be pretty yeah. good. Everyone just trying to laugh. Yeah. Just like, I don't know if this is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. David I mean, Bowie's played by a large 
fucking furnace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's dance. <laughs> I mean, Twin Peaks is really funny at times. Yeah, so he can do comedy for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, do do you think this movie would have done better if it hadn't come out when it came out? Do you think that that's like that people didn't want to laugh around this time? Do you think that it was? Well, I just think that like the whole world sort of turned its attention away from fun entertainment. And this movie like is fun entertainment at its sort of like best. Like, yeah, it like lampoons the fashion world. There's some stuff that you can take from that. But it's mostly fun to watch Ben Stiller's character sort of go through his journey, like learn the thing that is barely a thing to learn. And, you know, there's lots of fun scenes around the way. So, like, when you were like, is there going to be a war in, like, a yeah. month because George W. Bush and, you know, everything? Like, it's, I don't see how anybody could want to see this movie. Like, I remember after 9-11, it was fucking bleak. It was the bleakest time. Right. You know, you just thought something bad's going to happen. We don't know how it's going to happen or what it's going to look like. But, yeah. you know, and then the answer was like, you know, a war that has not ended yet. Yeah, it's right. just like the next 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> I think that like one of the reasons it's funny because I, I feel like on one hand, I agree with kind of that. It's like, oh, this this really lighthearted thing. But I also feel like everything they're lampooning in it. And the satire of the piece is really a critique on American culture, which didn't fly in a post 9-11 world. Yeah. So if we're saying how That's like totally fair, if yeah. we're saying like in the wake of 9-11, we're saying like how dumb consumerism is and how dumb celebrity culture is and how vapid this whole thing is. And we and need kind to of America. Is, and you know, yeah, by extension, yeah, yeah. How vapid America is and also kind of taking a look at like the different ways that like labor is exploited throughout the world and yeah. the different ways that. So it was funny because I was like, that's. That's the process that I was trying to look at when watching it this time. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's like that you were super not allowed to critique any of those things right after that happened. I remember how angry people got. I was wearing my propaganda shirt to, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, right. to grade eight. And, uh, yeah. I had, had, a, and this is in Canada. Yeah. I had an upside down flag on it. And we're like, can't do it. Got, yeah, told yeah. how to change but like so it's yeah, people it, everyone call everyone a terrorist after yeah that, yeah that. so it's just in like Canada, yeah so like, it's just yeah. like it's this weird thing where it's just like uh like i feel like yeah on one hand it's just like it's a wacky light comedy but any sort of social commentary was just amplified in that in that era and so i feel like a lot of it like i was reading like the the Ebert review of it and he gave like right. one out of four stars and talking he about, was really he yeah america doesn't need this <clears throat> yeah yeah so it's kind of like uh, it was so bomb go to uh, yeah, yeah. I, read, I read an article about Ben Stiller and it was like yeah Roger Ebert trashed Zoolander and uh, later apologized to Ben Stiller that it was just kind of the wrong right. time and then ben, ben Stiller asked him to retract his review of it and he said no yeah. <laughs> which I found very funny seems like a very Ben Stiller thing to yeah, do I love it yeah, exactly. apparently on the INB it says that this is one of Terrence Malick's favorite films Oh, and he saw so it right post nine eleven. Yeah, yeah he was like, "This is brilliant." <laughs> oh God, yeah, <laughs> it's so weird what what uh, directors' favorite films are. Anyway, but yeah. it's just like I think, and then one of the reasons I think that it um, you know kind of resurfaced in some ways, aside from the fact that like it's just fun to quote, and there's some really funny oh, yeah. stuff in there, and but also is kind of for those same reasons where like the the light critiques that we had on there, you know, become more and more. Uh, um, essential kind of like as we lean into like what celebrity culture is now. Yeah. So I think that that's true. But we were talking about this off mic earlier um, where like it's funny to me that the same thing that they're kind of critiquing, they're also kind of making look glamorous the entire time. Yeah. Where I was just like, I, I don't know about you guys. I always look a little bit better if I slightly suck in my cheekbones when I'm taking a, a photo. I'm doing it now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing it for 16 years. Uh, you know, and like, and the, the, the parties and, and they're like, oh, look how stupid this is. Like, also look kind of fun. Even yeah. those, those things are ridiculous. Well, I think it's yeah, like I one of those talk things. To a Sherpa? That sounds awesome. <laughs> Sherpas are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds you should like meet Lopsang. Yeah. Okay. Are we doing like a Zoolander party? <laughs> That's great. But I think that like, you know, yeah, this movie, I mean, it tries to satirize the fashion world, but it also like, loves the fashion world and like it's so happy to like have it sort of participating and well, the fashion world i think is really happy to be skewered and noticed and you know be able to like almost laugh at itself and i think that's why it couldn't 
I think that's in the end why I couldn't address the kind of that fashion does use slave labor in a lot of the world because VH1 is a VH1 movie. VH1 does the fashion awards every year. Like they are entrenched in that community there and like they they do this. They get a lot of money from it. So yeah. you couldn't address that. You could kind of maybe bring it up at the beginning, but let's have everyone forget about that. Zoolander is actually a big hit in sweatshops. They watch it while they're, you know, working their little fingers. Oh, God. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, sweatshops so hot right now no don't take that out take that out out. Uh, no No. Uh, so this is I mean it took a little longer than normal but I think I've I've successfully made this podcast depressing again I was like okay it was always depressing I mean yeah we're talking about 9-11 we're talking about the fashion industry we're talking about uh, the writer of this it's there's a lot of sadness surrounding this comedy well has anything been done about like the fashion industry hasn't as it responded in any ways to the child labor sort of thing yeah i mean like, I, a so lot it of it does in like lip servicey sort of ways but it does seem well, like people got really mad at kathy lee gifford <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true Can't american apparel became a big thing yeah after this so yeah. and they do you know yeah. ethical clothing so i think like people looked at it uh, and were looking at it at the time um and still do Although maybe I'm just not in that, uh, you know, high school mentality, like where people are talking about things and I bet protesting they were like, yeah, things. The, the high school thing of being politically engaged. No, but like, but like, <laughs> honestly, that's kind of what I, I feel. No, no, like no, I yeah. was I was politically engaged then and I'm less now. And I, you know, just read forums on what Trump has done on Reddit and just get angry and don't do anything. And so I, I don't, I'm not like in that space anymore. But I wonder if it is such still such a big thing because it feels like it's. Not anymore. Well, I feel like a, the, the fast fashion thing just kind of won. Like you look at yeah, t-shirt, t-shirts are supposed to cost you know six dollars and yeah. last for like four months, and yeah. there you go. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I bet you that there was Zoolander merchandise made in a sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, for sure, Probably. for on, sure. Like Probably. you know, like yeah. some sort of McDonald's toys yeah. or Halloween costumes. I would love a McDonald's toy Zoolander. Yeah, <laughs> just like squeezes. Legs yeah. makes the it's, it's Hansel with razor scooter action. It, w- it would have been great to have like a different toy of Zoolander doing all his different faces, but it's just the same toy. That would have been that would have been pretty <laughs> great. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's go around. Blaine, I think we know what you're gonna say. You you can't stand Ben Stiller. You hate everything. You have no joy in your life. Could you find at least like <laughs> one one ounce of passion or some happiness in 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 seeing this man? Help kids who can't read good read good. No. Wow. No, I liked it. It's all right. I think that there's some very, very funny things in this movie, stuff that I laughed at when I first watched it. I still laugh at now. I think it has that perennial quality to it, mm. which is why I think it stuck around. Because there are, there are movies. Are perennials the ones you have to plant every year, or how does that work? There's annuals and then there's perennials. Is that every two years? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is. This is on Blaine's gardening advice on rewatchability. Anyway, I liked it. I thought that Ben Stiller did a pretty good job in it. I still think that he takes himself too seriously, even in the roles where he's not supposed to take himself. Anyway, whatever. I'll leave it alone. He's uh, playing a fashion model. He makes one face throughout the entire movie. And I don't... He's all right. But he, he trained for that face for eight months. He's method. With He's like, really good. You know, I think neutral that's, mask that's also what I kind of love about this movie too because it's like, Ben Stiller looks pretty good in all the stuff. Like, yeah, he, I, yeah, he does look pretty good. I, like, yeah. I know it's like, I know it's ridiculous, but like... <laughs> well, he's kind of like on the threat, like, I mean, we, we are, we've talked about Owen Wilson, but is Ben Stiller like an attractive person? Because I think like, they tried to sort of like play him on like the line. Like in Reality Bites, he was like the good looking corporate sort of dude. Yeah. You know? And then like they made him like the rom com. Well, it's guy. like how often does that guy have abs? A lot of time he does. Like in that, in that show and the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming sure. back to it. But I was like, but yeah. like I think it, one of the reasons I think you dislike Ben Stiller is one of the abs. reasons why I kind of like, yeah, it's the abs. It was it's just, the uh, abs. it's my coming out party, guys. Um, but it's, it's one of those things where it was just like, him taking himself a little bit too seriously and like I, like just trying to be like look this is a comedy but also I'm kind of good and I'm sort of art like I right. I, I yeah. highly I, I know that's sort of like pedigree. an asshole like quality but I heart like I totally relate to like wanting to be like <laughs> wanting to be taken seriously yeah, yeah. when yeah. like and you're not necessarily like 
one of the guys who was like a serious dude, but wanted yeah. to the entire time. Like that to me is like one of the reasons why I like Ben Stiller the whole time. Well, this completes the therapist sketch. Cause like, that's exactly how I feel about Ben Stiller is like, that's, that's the mirror. Cause I like, we do funny things, but then I also, the, there's this part of me that's like, but also take me seriously when I'm like goofing around. Well, yeah. I mean like, and I also and don't think that both. you have like the critique through, like, again, I'm not sure how successful it is, but the, the crux of this is like child labor and political, uh, sabotage like put through this this stupid thing you could do another movie that was just kind of like the the wackiness of the male model thing and you could get yeah. a lot of the same bits but yeah. I don't like maybe it's me reading too into it or maybe it's me just being into this movie or trying to over intellectualize things but like Please do. but I think that like you, you wouldn't do it if you didn't have at least that like little thread of like seriousness or humanity throughout the for thing for sure and it even does. if that kind of makes a lot of people like make you know, wank gesture eye roll. Right. It's like I still sort of dig him for putting in the attempt. I, apparently, the blue steel look came uh, about when his wife, who plays the reporter, commented that. Christine Taylor, right? Yeah, Christine Taylor, that it was like a ridiculous look that he made while he was combing his hair in the mirror. So it's like a real thing. Oh, and no, then like yeah. amplified and made into this like gesture. And that, you know, it's, that's gotta be hard to, as a person to take things that you unconsciously do and then make fun of them and be like, isn't this stupid and ridiculous, but this is me in my natural yeah. state. Mm-hmm. Like that's gotta be really hard. He is Zoolander. Oh man. Yeah. That's a nightmare. <laughs> we are all Zoolander. No, that's a nightmare. <laughs> I don't think I'm, Zoolander. Uh, Graham, what about you? Did you think this was watchable? Yeah, it was super fun. It was, uh, I, I, you know, have seen this movie throughout the years. It's been a couple of years since I watched it, but I, I really enjoyed watching it again. The only thing, again, just trying to look at through it like these lens, I, there weren't, aren't a lot of people of color in this movie and the people who are, yeah, like are treated kind of like shit. I noticed and we I passed know. over the coal miner's face that he puts on at the beginning, which is weird. Uh, it's weird. Uh, but like, uh, partially product of the time but i also think could play into the satire of the thing where i was just like oh yeah the only people who are there trade like shit yeah yeah so that was one of the only things where i was like a little bit like "Mm," uh, you know maybe from this lens but the rest of the time it's just like was just having and that i know uh i'm sure there are countless people argue with me about the on the internet about how stupid that is to even think about that but like i think it's true like there's lots of People of color who are sort of like used to, you know, give the picture texture. Yeah. You know, like at the orgy. But yeah. they don't they don't have like characters or lines. Yeah. It would have been really simple to kind of have a, like a couple characters who weren't just white in there. Yeah. But like, again, like I'm not it's not something that was like, oh, I ruined the movie for me or whatever. But it was that was the only thing that I found that didn't kind of age as well kind yeah. of in the context yeah. of this thing. Yeah, the, uh, I think the closest we got was uh, Mugatu's assistant. Assistant, yeah, who's who, freaking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. he's so very funny, funny. when when so he throws funny. the coffee at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, his reaction because Will Ferrell is like the guy being zany in that scene, and that guy's playing off him a lot, which is hard to do. But mm-hmm. he holds his own; it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rob, what do you think? I thought it was rewatchable. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching this film. I kind of wish that I had sort of given it another chance. A while ago, because there's a lot of like really enjoyable stuff. And I think it's like a lot of really great performers having a really great time yeah. and doing so in a project that, uh, you know, for the most part, like works like it's, uh, you know, it's silly. It's but fun. It kind of makes you like root for the fashion, not the fashion industry, but it kind of make, makes you root for a character that you wouldn't otherwise. Like who's rooting for a male model? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's, you know, it, it's funny. It's a good you know, and as part of like the cultural zeitgeist, it's uh, I think it's like held up like really well, like the uh, the lines that, you know, they keep coming and going. And, yeah, it's you know, yeah, do like you remember it. what your date at the time thought of it on the first time that you saw it? I think we both hated it. Oh, you both, we were hated both like it. it was. I don't know. It ruined the moment. Right. You took it out and threw it in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> like you stole this what, from the Zoolander. Date? No, no. Yeah. No, oh, jeez, Jesus! You guys couldn't deal with it in a post nine eleven world. <laughs> <laughs> this is too bleak. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's rewatchability for this week. You can subscribe on Apple Music and rate us there. You can also find us on Citra and Spotify. Graham, you can find on the internet. He's regularly publishing at Vice, and you can find him at Twitter at uh, yeah Press Gang uh, P R E S G A N G. Yeah. And also, don't forget to check out our live screening of The Cable Guy, directed by 
Everyone's favorite, Ben Stiller. Love that guy. We're gonna we're gonna find out whether it's as funny as Zoolander. Yeah, I th- I think it's funnier. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gauntlet Throne. Yeah. <laughs> You can check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash rewatchability if you want to give, and you can go to TeePublic if you want a t-shirt. Yeah. TeePublic.com. Yeah. And I'll just jump in. I've done this uh, podcast a couple times now. It's always a blast to do with you guys. Always Thanks. enjoy doing it. It's actually fun to listen to, aside from other like, podcasts I've <laughs> where I just go on to plug things. But this one's blessed. <laughs> Thanks for oh, coming thanks, on again, yeah, 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 yeah. We love having you. It was a lot of fun, guys. Yeah, you have to come back on. Yeah. yeah. And we should also mention that our T Public shirts are not made by child labor. Unless they are. I don't actually know. Yeah, we should really look into that. <laughs> yeah, we should have uh, done something ethical. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.